this river flows, but I don't know where it's flowing to. Hello, Crowdies. I must tell you that I am immensely pleased to bring you this episode. When I first had the idea to create this podcast, my hope was that new connections would be made. I was hoping we would get to know each other, learn more about each other, and grow our community. I expect you all enjoy an inspiring story that may contain a bit of heartbreak, but that ultimately demonstrates the perseverance of the human spirit. Equally, I think you understand the power of music and its ability to motivate us, to give us hope, and to bind us together. That's what you'll get in the first segment of this episode. But before we get to that, I would like to invite you to join me on a Zoom call sometime over the next few weeks to talk Crowded House. If you're interested in being on the next episode of Crowded in Here, please message me through the Crowded in Here group Facebook page. You're about to hear from Charlie Muir, my new friend from Colchester, England. Let me start by saying thank you to Charlie. I'm so appreciative of what he's about to share with you. I would never have expected to make some of the connections I've made with this podcast. And Charlie's words for us make this whole podcast thing worthwhile. Charlie is in a band called This Circus Life, and he has graciously shared some of their music with us. You heard a little bit of Love Grows at the beginning of this episode. At the end of the episode, you'll hear She's Got My Number, an unreleased track from Charlie and the band. This Circus Life's new album, The Vast and Endless Sea, will be coming out in early 2021. Go to thiscircuslife.com for more information. And now, let's meet Charlie. He has some great things to share with us. Take it away. Hello, my name is Charlie Muir. I live in Colchester in Merry Old England. I'm a Crowded House fan. I'm also a musician and I'm privileged to be able to share a bit of my personal journey and my journey with Crowded House uh, with you. In the 80s, uh, I was in my teens and I had spent much of that decade playing bass in and out of bands, trying to get a record deal, trying to make it. And um, at that time, Crowded House just weren't on my radar. I hadn't heard heard of the band before. I hadn't heard any of their songs. Um, and it wasn't until the early 90s I was invited uh, by a very good friend of mine who I'd been in bands with before uh, to join a new band that he, he had set up uh, called Crowded Fish. And at that point, the name didn't make any sense to me, but I joined the band. And at the first rehearsal... Um, I found myself playing these amazing songs. We were learning and playing uh, Tall Trees and There Goes God and um, Now We're Getting Somewhere. And I hadn't heard these songs before. 
And I just assumed that my friend had written these songs and that I'd suddenly joined this great band with these amazing songs because <laughs> uh, I hadn't heard them before. And it was only some some months later, in fact, where um, the album Woodface started doing well in the UK and Crowded House's radio play picked up. But I started hearing these songs and I had a very strange moment and it suddenly dawned on me that I joined a Crowded House cover band. And... Um, that was a very, very strange experience because I spent all those months in the studio rehearsing and playing what I thought were um, original songs. As the 90s progressed, I carried on playing with um, Crowded Fish, uh, loving all those songs, and also in a variety of other uh, bands, still trying to get that deal. But that record deal, that record deal was not on the horizon. And as I recently got married and had kids, um, I decided to put a bit more time into my day job and turn that into a career. And I was working in advertising at the time. And over the next uh, 10, 15, 20 years, um, I turned that into a uh, successful career. Music music was always there uh, for me. I still played on and off in bands. And um, Crowded House was still an enormous part of my, of, of my life. Um, but music had taken a bit of a, a backseat to my career in advertising. So... Putting music to one side, I'd built a very successful life for myself. Life was good. I was married. I had four beautiful children. I was, at that point, running my own advertising agency in London's Soho. Um, we'd done fairly well financially. We lived in a 250-year-old converted barn on a farm uh, in North Essex with a few acres. And um, I still played music, but as I said, it was kind of very much a back seat, and I was at that point quote unquote successful. But then something happened. A few major things happened. In a few in a few short months, things really fell apart for me and fell apart in a very dramatic and fast way. Um, my wife of eighteen years sat me down and told me she didn't love me anymore and she wanted out of the, the marriage. Around the same time, my investors pulled out of my business uh, and we went rather spectacularly bust. As a result of that, my income dried up overnight. And shortly after that, my father, who had been battling with illness, sadly passed away. During this crazy period of trying to keep myself together, try and make the divorce as painless as possible for the children and trying to survive somehow um, financially, um, a glimmer of hope appeared on the horizon when a new lady entered my life. And um, we quickly and rather foolishly jumped on a plane to New York and got married in Central Park after six months. Sadly, when we returned to England, um, so did her demons and her alcoholism uh, returned. And I then spent the next year and a half of my life um, helping her battle with her demons, chasing around various parts of Europe, trying to catch up with where she'd drunk too much and where she'd woken up, spending many nights in the A&E department of hospitals. And after many months of dealing with her very regular alcohol-fueled episodes, her suicide attempts, and infidelities, I had to call time on that relationship. My life was, to say the least, in some in some turmoil. Um, 
just around that time as well, one of my brothers, uh, who was also a bandmate, found out he had cancer and sadly lost that battle six months later. So my life had changed very dramatically. Um, I was on my knees. I'd lost everything uh, and I'd nearly lost hope. But as the character Jerry Maguire said, is this a breakdown or a breakthrough? I was, two songs really got me through that, that period. One was four seasons in one day when I was down, I would play that song. And when I was feeling up and optimistic, I would play Distant Sun. It was without doubt one of the most difficult periods um, of, of my life. But I was down, but I wasn't out. And I decided from that to build a better life. Okay, so where am I now? Well, three years on it has not been easy. I've never had an easy day, but I've rebuilt my life. I've put music back in the center of my life. I'm writing songs, songs inspired um, by Crowded House and the, the Finn Brothers. I've got a band called This Circus Life. I have a wonderful new lady in my life and we're building a happy home together. And the music of Crowded House reminds me and lifts me up every single day. So what have I learned from all this? Well, I learned that even when you're at the end of your rope, there is still hope. And whatever any of you who are listening to this may be going through, remember that dust from a distant sun showers over everyone and it will shower over you too. Thanks for listening. We've all done it. Don't pretend you haven't. You've sung a Crowded House song out loud. And you've pictured yourself as Neil Finn. Or maybe you're providing some background vocals as Nick or Mark. Maybe you're Paul Hester and you're banging the drums, shirt off, barefoot, and hair soaked in sweat. The point is, you've been transported. Maybe you're a musician and you pick up an electric guitar or a bass or you sit behind your drum kit and sing along as you play along. Maybe you're closer to realizing your dreams because you can strum the chords or hit the notes right in sync with the studio version of your favorite song. Or maybe a live version provides a bit of a challenge because the boys have added a little extra flair or a longer guitar solo. But you're still strumming, dancing, and singing. It's become your version of a Crowded House song. You've created a cover version of Distant Sun, Catherine Wheel, or In the Lowlands. You're now a cover band of one. The cover song intrigues me. Artists sing other artists' songs. Why do they do it? Do they want to be the artist? Do they think they can sing or play the song better than the artist that wrote it and sang the original? Do they do it in appreciation of the song because, well, it's just a great song? Do they rework the song in their own style as part of a tribute album? The answer, of course, is yes, 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 and yes. We cover songs for all of these reasons. For a little bit of context, I'll rely heavily on Wikipedia. A cover version is someone singing a song someone else has already performed. The cover version might even have the potential to be more commercially successful than the original. We'll note Elvis Presley's version of Blue Suede Shoes or Santana's version of Black Magic Woman. For those of you that were able to see Fleetwood Mac perform Black Magic Woman, that was quite a treat, no? 
Jimi Hendrix version of Bob Dylan's All Along the Watchtower and the Beatles cover of Twist and Shout, originally by the Top Notes, are standout examples. Cover bands can be found everywhere around the globe with great names like Bjorn Again, an ABBA cover band, and Led Zepp Again. And some bands put their own spin on things like Dread Zeppelin playing reggae versions of the Led Zeppelin catalog. How ubiquitous and different are they? Well, I'm in a cover band. I'm in an all ukulele band that plays at breweries and cideries around the area, playing songs from the 50s to contemporary hits. The Midnight Ukulele Society is a cover band, and we have a great time playing OPM, or other people's music. Crowded House has covered a lot of songs in their long and storied career, and it's an eclectic mix of songs. According to setlist.fm, Crowded House has done at least 100 covers, not including Split Ends or Neil Finn or Tim Finn solo songs. According to my small sample pulled from setlist.fm, Crowded House played Not Fade Away by Buddy Holly and the Crickets more than any other non-Split End song. Not Far Behind are Born on the Bayou by Creedence Clearwater Revival, Pale Blue Eyes by The Velvet Underground, and Moon Age Daydream by David Bowie. And there's Led Zeppelin, Talking Heads, and The Turtles. And Bob Hope, George Jones, and Tammy Wynette. Like I said, it's quite a varied mix. Crowded House has even covered the Doctor Who theme song. I've discovered a lot of great music because of all the songs Crowded House has covered. Maybe I knew the songs before, but now they stand out a little bit more because my favorite band sang them. Now I'm interested. Of the live recordings I have, some covers come across as planned and rehearsed. But I think more often than not, the covers are spontaneous and inspired by a stray riff or chord progression. Maybe they just needed to fill some time while guitars got tuned or drinks were delivered from the bar. Whenever I hear the seamless transition from Archer's Arrows to Hit the Road Jack, I'm amazed by the group's technical prowess. If you go back to the live in LA Crowded House gig, you'll hear Chocolate Cake transform into Rock the Casbah with a big sexy thing finish. Sometimes we get the whole song, but we commonly just get snippets of a frenetic romp through a short jam and exploration of the band's memory of the song. It's almost always spectacular and entertaining. Your favorite band playing a song you may or may not know and giving it new life. And many others have covered Crowded House songs, some legitimately and some not so legitimately. Sixpence, none the richer's version of Don't Dream It's Over represents the former. Paul Young's version comes to mind of the latter. Crowded House has to steal it back from him. My friends, there's a reggae version of Don't Dream It's Over I don't know where that falls on the spectrum. The She Will Have Her Way and He Will Have His Way compilations of Finn covers give us 33 Finn and Crowded House songs reimagined by other artists. And some of those new creations are really different and interesting. I, I can't say I'm a big fan of any cover versions of Crowded House songs. In fact, I usually cringe a bit when I hear others try to cover Crowded House songs. For me, they'll never be as good as the original. I do, however, enjoy a number of Crowded House versions of songs over the originals. I know it's because I love Neil's voice and the chemistry between the band. I'm biased for sure. No one will ever do a Crowded House song better than Crowded House. And Neil can do no wrong in my book. Cover anything you want, Neil. I'll probably love it.
I'm going to put up a list of songs that I've cataloged on the Crowded In Here group Facebook page. This list is by no means comprehensive. It's really just meant to show the eclectic mix of songs and the long history of music represented. I'd love to hear what you think of the songs Crowded House has covered. Is it sacrilege that they covered those songs? Or were they better than the original? Our friend Mike is back. Mike and his wife love to go camping all around Virginia. And so from a campsite in Southwest Virginia, I give you Mike's thoughts on playing cover songs. Busted flat in Baton Rouge, waiting for a train. For well over a decade, those lyrics would signify my band's final song of the night. Me and Bobby McGee, written by Chris Christofferson and made famous by Janis Joplin. And though it was often tedious to play, it was never tedious to hear the audience's reaction. People love that song. It makes them feel good, and that is one of the primary functions of an entertainer, of a musician, to make people feel good. So it's always been unusual for me to understand why some musicians are so dead set against playing covers. We musicians, after all, are storytellers, and sometimes the stories are best told that are ours, and sometimes there are other people's stories that are the best. And that is a reaction you don't hear in other genres of music. If you go to a jazz concert, it's fairly well understood. You're going to hear at least one or two of the great works of the American Songbook interpreted by that jazz artist. If you go see the symphony, you're going to hear covers all night. So it's always been fascinating to me why, why some musicians have that attitude. But the, the bottom line is that covers are frankly a necessity for us weekend warriors out there trying to make a few extra bucks on the side playing the music that we love. So how do you choose the right cover songs to play? There are many schools of thought on this. Uh, a popular one is, uh, you know, take your favorite legendary artist, your Beatles, Stones, Tom Petty, and there are plenty of lesser-known gems in their catalog that will make people nod their head in agreement and understanding that you're, you're pulling a, a deeper cut out of, the, out of the library. And also it's an opportunity to choose, you know, different spices to support your musical stew. You go from Nina Simone to the Ramones or from Patsy Cline to Ella Fitzgerald. Whatever works for you, whatever works for the folks who come out to hear you play. And it's also an opportunity to be creative with arrangements. If you have a wonderful guitar player and the cover doesn't have a guitar solo in it, throw one in there. There are no rules. Have fun with it. Mashing up cover songs is also a uh, tried and true method of entertaining the crowd. It was always fun and never tedious when we would mix Adele's Skyfall with Nirvana's heart-shaped box and see the look of appreciation and understanding on the crowd's face as we would go from one part of the song to the other. And it was then that we knew that we were entertaining people and that we were making people feel good. And making people feel good is good enough for me. Thanks, Mike. Let's hear a song from Vexine. This is Tell Me. Keep you in my pocket so I feel one day wrong. A million 
little stars that shot from outer space. You gathered up the broken pieces and arranged them on my face. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to join in on a Zoom call and meet some fellow crowdies, 
please message me via the Crowded in Here group Facebook page. And with that, this is Andy Lacatel saying, sweet dreams, make waves, find peace. She's got my number She knows who I am She knows I am not perfect I know she understands I'm just a simple man She always listens Oh uh-huh.